Contrary to what you think, the trauma you have experienced in the narcissistic relationship is not stored in those memories, the flashbacks that you keep having, the incidents that you keep ruminating on. Your trauma is stored in your body and it is through your body you can heal your brain, your mind. Let me prove that to you in today's episode. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In today's episode, we'll understand how your body stores trauma as tension and what you can do about it. If that sounds interesting enough and you're eager to learn how to heal after narcissistic abuse, please make sure to subscribe because your subscription helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. Also, I highly urge you to stay until the end because in the later part of this episode, I'll teach you how to release that tension from the body in order to overcome the trauma that you're struggling with. Let's lay the foundation first. You have a part of your brain we call amygdala. Amygdala is like the alarm system that goes off whenever you are exposed to a real or a perceived threat, danger. Let's put it that way. So in a narcissistic relationship, your amygdala is constantly on alert because it keeps perceiving a real form of threat. What is the threat there? The narcissist abuse. And when it does so, your hippocampus activates, which then activates your adrenal glands located on the top of our kidneys, and they release a lot of stress hormones. With the activation of your adrenal glands, a lot of hormones are released in our blood, adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, endorphins, I mean many things in combination just to enable and support the survival state we step into unconsciously, rather non-consciously. What is the survival state that I'm talking about? It is a state where we are either trying to fight the threat or running away from it or we are freezing because we feel helpless. A fight, flight, freeze or the fourth response is fawn, where you appease the source of your danger. You may wonder, what does it have to do with our body? Well, the survival state that gets activated shows up physiologically as accelerated heart rate, shallow or heavy breathing, tense muscles, your eyes are wide open because you want to know what's going on in your environment, your shoulders are up and tight, your jaw is clenched, your stomach is tucked in, you're slightly hunched in, ready to run, more blood is supplied to your extremities because you need that and the energy is moved from the center, the life force is moved from center to your limbs. That is what happens in our body when we are in a survival state. Now, if this kind of state gets activated occasionally, it's fine because that is how we are designed. But if that becomes our dominant state, the problem begins and you know what happens in narcissistic relationship. You're being constantly attacked, blamed, put down, belittled, pushed back, harassed and most importantly, you're made to question yourself, your motives, your emotions, your feelings, your reality. It's altered, it's changed. The narcissist interjects his thoughts, her opinions into your head, into your psyche, and then that becomes your new reality. You are made to self-gaslight, and this kind of trauma is subtle. 
worse than the physical trauma that you might endure because this kind of abuse it's this odorless poisonous gas in the room you're inhaling it you're breathing it you feel the impact yet you do not know what's killing you all of this in combination activates and chronically so your survival state you stay in what we call sympathetic dominance in simple words in this survival state that never shuts down that is never turned off and that creates an overwhelming demand on your body to keep surviving to keep going as a natural response to this never-ending exposure to stress your body alters its rhythm now your dominant state becomes this anxious stressful hyper vigilant hyper attuned state you are all the time tense you're you unconsciously keep your shoulders up and tight there's a lot of stress in your neck which is why you're also having back pains especially in the lower region you have pel pelvic floor muscle related issues you have digestive issues because your stomach is always tucked in prepared and you are never able to rest if you survive this if you stay in this state for years it becomes your normal which is why most people who are tense do not even recognize that they are tense unless it's explicitly pointed out or they're made to focus on their body which is what I would like you to do right now. I would like you to check in with your shoulders. Or are they up and tense? How is your jaw doing? Where is your tongue? Is your jaw clenched? Are your shoulders up and tight? How is your chest? Do you feel heavy in there? What's going on in your belly? Are your feet even resting on the floor? Where are your hands? Are you fidgeting? How is your breathing? Just take a notice. Take five seconds or so and scan your body and notice what's going on in there. If you find yourself tense and rigid and all activated, in other words, hyper aroused, that is a sign you're holding a lot of trauma in your body. That is the manifestation of the score your body keeps. For all these reasons, it's more important than ever to see self-regulation as a somatic process than a cognitive process. What does that mean? It simply means you cannot relax yourself by just thinking that you, you need to relax. Your subcortex, your uh, primitive part of the brain also keeps taking feedback from your body. If you're physiologically distressed, if your body is in a survival state, your mind, your brain will not let go no matter what you think and no matter what you visualize. So the approach that can be really helpful in this context is bottom-up approach, not top-down, meaning you have to approach this through your body. It is through your body you can calm down your brain. It is through your deliberate focus on your body and its muscles you can relax it. And that is what your goal should be, especially in the initial stages of healing after surviving narcissistic abuse. You need to understand that your brain always keeps noticing your body. There's a feedback loop going on and that in itself is a perception of threat. In order to break it, you have to intentionally and mindfully so check in with your body like right now, count from one to five, scan your body from head to toes or toes to your head, whatever your rhythm is. Notice which muscles are you holding tense. I'll count those seconds for you in a moment. And on the count of five, just drop them down. 
Imagine you're turning into a wet noodle and then notice the change in your breathing and your heart rate and so on. So let's do five second exercise. One, two, keep noticing your body. Notice your jaw, your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, your legs, your hands. Three, four, and five. Just drop those muscles. Release those muscles. Let go of your stomach. Let it expand a little bit. Drop your shoulders, drop your jaw. Breathe in and out intentionally. Breathe in and assemble all that stress together. Breathe out and release it and, and let that ease settle in. That's right. This is a simple exercise, but not easy because this needs intentionality. And this is and should be your goal from now on. If you notice your body is tense every day you wake up right in that moment, check in with your body. What's going on in there? Do the counting, do the scan, release it. Before you go to sleep, do this a couple of times. You can mix it with pelvic floor exercises. You simply tense up your pelvic floor muscles for five seconds and release them for five. And do a couple of sets. You will notice a major shift in your physiology, which then will create a shift in your brain and that rumination will go away. And people ask me, how do I deal with rumination after narcissistic abuse? I don't tell them, think differently or distract yourself. This is, a, this is a sign of being stuck in a freeze response and you have to unfreeze yourself through unfreezing your body from all that tension. Know that brain-body connection cannot be denied anymore. If you want to heal trauma, you have to heal your body. In conclusion, when you are in a narcissistic relationship, you get chronically stuck in a survival state which at the physiological level shows up as a lot of tension in the muscles. The physiological activation is the manifestation of psychological stress. And to overcome that, you have to work with the body instead of solely working with your brain. It's through your body you can calm down what's going on in there and those intrusive memories, nightmares, flashbacks will naturally reduce. Try that and let me know how that helped in the comments. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with others. With that, I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin and continue.